Welcome back, everybody, to another uh, episode of Tall and Tall. We got another good show today uh, from talking about the Matt White situation uh, all the way down to looking at the uh, AFC Championship game and NFC Championship game this weekend uh, and making our predictions on that. Um, first, before we get too far into the show, um, we're going to run a little promo contest uh, for everybody. Um, guys, we're going to be giving away a 2022 Michigan Football Big Ten Championship T-shirt on next week's show. Uh, we'll we'll go ahead and draw next Saturday on the show uh, to qualify. Um, you must like and follow our page. It doesn't matter whether it's Twitter, Facebook, just like or follow. Um, depending on the uh platform. Uh, also like and share today's podcast. Uh. Uh, like I said, we'll draw the winner next Saturday. If um, make sure as, as long as everyone does that, that's how you get entered to win. Um, I got it running on the bottom of the screen right now, um, and it, it's also in our Facebook post and things like that on how to win. Like I said, it doesn't have as long as you do it by next Saturday. We'll go through next Friday night and even Saturday morning if it comes up and uh, add everybody's name to a hat and make the drawing. Um, yeah, we'll be giving away a Big Ten Championship T-shirt. Just make sure you like and share the page, or like and follow the page, and then share today's like and share today's uh, podcast. Uh, I, I think Aaron Heckman wins automatically. I mean, I think I think that I think we might just get him his own thing, anyways. Um, like, but we'll we'll see how that one goes. Let's see. Uh, oh, I thought maybe he commented or something that brought that up. Um, but yeah, guys, please uh, like, share, follow, do whatever you guys want need to do to try to get in that drawing. Um, moving on, I'll mention it again at the end of the show. Matt Weiss, it's kind of a weird situation. Um, haven't heard anything since he's since he got the out, haven't really heard anything since. Um, since the initial report came out. Um, right. I, I, it's it's kind of like I said, it's a weird situation going down, whether it's something small, something big. What do you think? You know, I, I don't, I don't think it's of, of gigantic proportions, but it's obviously big enough to, to get him fired. And, you know, they suspended him immediately and, what was it? Four or five days later, maybe less than that. Um, you know, they, they announced that he was let go. So, um, big enough. I, I don't. I don't think it's something. Something as simple as, you know, somebody left their email signed in and he sat down and and was scrolling through it and it pissed someone off. You know, I, th I think it's more than that. But I don't. I don't think that it elevates high enough to, you know, one of the first thoughts in my mind and the first thought of all of our rivals was like, it's, you know, child or pornography yeah. or something really, something really nefarious. And I don't, I don't think that's the case either. Um, you know, the, the Michigan case law on it's pretty, pretty vague. Um, using a computer for something that you're not supposed to, um, you know, is what he's being investigated for. And that's, that's something that's important too, that he hasn't been charged yet. I, I, I would be shocked if he's not charged because I, 
if it was nothing, um, I don't think the university would have would have let him go. Um, you know, pretty pretty common to, to suspend someone with pay while things are in an, under investigation. But um, you know, I feel like since they let him go, they had enough information to say, hey, this, there, there's really something to this, and and um, you got to go. So uh, you know, a lot of speculation, a lot, a lot of a lot of questions really still um, as to what what exactly it was but not good anyway around but i i don't think that um and you know of course it could, could be proven wrong later but i don't think it's anything really horrendous either yeah and uh espn stated i know uh ward manual said hey i mean it, the reason the main reason so far that he had been terminated was because i it, it broke university policies right um which, which, in all fairness, is probably what they had to use to terminate him on. You know, that's a general, yeah, general it's in everybody's contracts. That's that's just a generic thing, I'm sure. But you know, doing a doing a scroll pre-show of, of, you know, Matt Weiss. I look through the Ann Arbor News, and you know, I don't I don't read that regularly, but um, you know now. With, with social media, everything's on Twitter five minutes after it's five minutes or less after it's on, uh, you know, hit say the Detroit news or free press homepage or whatever. So, so, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I can't believe that it, that it won't come out eventually unless somehow he isn't charged. Um, but yeah, not, not a good look. Um, but that has been kind of our off season so far. Yeah. It's been a, I wouldn't say a super dark off season, but definitely hasn't went. I would like, like we talked about. I would, I would enjoy one off season where we didn't have any drama. Just, just, just one in a while. I don't really, I can't even remember the last time that we had um, an off season with no drama. Definitely not since Harbaugh's been here. Right, and and this one seems to have been the the, the worst of the. Oh uh, yeah, between between the hamburger. There's game. a lot of bad stuff, but just you know, last year we've been over and over to this, but last year Harbaugh's like, I'm done. I'm I'm not looking at the NFL anymore. Um, I'll stay as long as I have me to his well, I fully expect to be coaching. It just you know, that I, I thought that was weird, uh, right from the get, you know, the first time he said that was was before the CFP. It was um, mid mid December, I think. And at the time, I thought, you know, that's that's a little bit weird because I, I really don't believe that that the NFL is really high on his radar. Does he still have that itch? Yeah, I'm sure he does. And and you know, I, I think that it makes it many times worse that he lost his only shot at the Super Bowl to his brother. Yeah, it uh, probably doesn't every every holiday you know that's getting brought up oh yeah oh oh, 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 oh john john's walking in there hey bro right and you know john john has helped the program tremendously yeah. very much but, so but you know you know as as family members do and brothers do the, the, there's a barb there every every opportunity that john gets you know um 
and that's that's fair because you know if it was the other way around it would it, it, you know it, it'd be that way so just a and, lot and of I, things I, from the from the in Cade wasn't even as bad. He took a couple little shots on his way out, but the Eric All stuff and then Harbaugh we, stuff. And, we don't mention those two. You know, the, the ton of, well, it's, it's all part of the offseason drama, right? They, they, they created it out on their way out. They could have just left, which was fine. Um, you know, I, I don't like it, but that's the new reality in college football. So, to the, excuse me, to the Weiss stuff, to um, the tunnel stuff, to moving the seats, um, just a, just a lot going on, and and you know go, to go back to Harbaugh. Yeah, I'm not sure I've said this before, but I don't blame him one bit. It gets on my nerves as as much as it does everybody else's. But um, you know, obviously, you know, a, a new contract still hasn't been announced. Um, and I mean, well, I mean, he still has. I I I know, but he still has like what four years. Yeah, he just signed, he, he just signed a five-year last, last year. Right. But, I mean, he, he obviously deserves more money. I mean, especially now. Let's just hope yeah, it doesn't he, happen you know, like every other. Is, is he's, you know, what, what's being reported is is money for him is not a problem, and it never has been. He's wanting more money yeah. for assistance. He's wanting yep. he's wanting some help on the transfer rules, you know, Michigan's policies. And, and, and NIL, which, which um, Michigan is – flat out so they can't run it right but they're flat out sounds like refusing to get involved on any level and even as basic as is being willing to contact some donors to say hey you know do you you want to help here um, oh yeah and that's and that we talked about that last season with Joan Howard and and Harbaugh when Hunter Dickinson was kind of talking about it yep. that it's Harbaugh and Juwan have pretty much been out there well I don't know if they still were, still are, but last season they were the only, they were the ones out there trying to find their, their kids deals. Yeah. Um, but this all takes me back like that, that part of it where that university says, Oh, we don't want to be out looking. That takes me back and reminds me of this so much. We talked about it. I think on our first episode is the fucking, in my opinion, it's it's the blue hair bullshit. Same thing as telling a eight year old kid to sit down at a football game at the big right. house, let alone somebody who's not. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole because you know I feel very strongly and get pissed off about this every time I listen. I talk about it, um, but. I think that's where it comes from is that how we're better than you. We don't need NIL deals when if, if we're going to compete in the long run and continue to get talent in like JJ McCarthy, Donovan Edwards, Blake Corums, you, you're, they're going to have to do something at some point. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, it's, it's weird to me. I, I just don't, it's not like they don't have the fucking money. The amount of money that that university makes a year. Not even. Well, and that, that's the thing is, is, is it, it can't come from the university, right? The, the, the well, university, that, but there's the ways to get around just that. Just really has to say, hey, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna. Uh, so there's a guy who is, 
who was a good friend with Hardball, Todd Anson, right? And yeah. last year he, he, he come out quite a bit and was kind of like the middleman and um, relaying information from Hardball. And he was this year, he, he was just during this past episode too. And he, uh, he man, I wish I would have thought about this and pulled up, but I didn't know we were going down this route. But anyways. Um, yeah, me either. <laughs> he, he had he had a, a billion dollar um, endowment lined up for NIL and and Ward shot it down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. Yeah, and remember, I, mean, I think I mean, you're he, about. he went on a three or four day Twitter rampage, posting little snippets like you know not giving enough away to to ruin their plan and everything, but. Um, enough to put Ward in a bad light, and and I have no doubt that he is um, he is. Shit, I lost my thought. He is um, no doubt on Jimmy's side of the fence, right? And and oh yeah, but I, I feel like he's kind of been Jim's mouthpiece, and and like Jim is feeding him what to say. Um, and you know, he, he's an older guy, late sixties, early seventies attorney, um, pretty distinguished career. Um, and you can tell a little bit of self-serving, like he eats up the attention, which, okay, fine, whatever. But I also believe, um, most of what he says, and more importantly, everything that he has said that could be proven true so far has been. So it's not like he's just out there talking out of his ass, um, which, you know, is 90% of Twitter. So, um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what mm -hmm. happens with it. But yeah, the, the drama can stop and, and let's, let's just move on. You know, they, I, I wonder a little bit, if, one, I think the, the, the school is probably waiting for this NCAA stuff to, to sort out and knew I forgot to put something in today's show and, and two, <laughs> Um, you know, this, this whole life situation might, might, um, have something to do with it too, because the, of the reality of it is, is, is that this could come down to be something bigger than what's being let on at the moment. And, yeah. you know, if, if Weiss was doing it on, on the behalf of Harbaugh or on the behalf of somebody that Harbaugh instructed, or if there was a lot more people involved, um, and I don't think so, cause I think that probably would have come out now, but. I think it's it's definitely still a real possibility. So they're wait they're waiting for a reason because why not? Uh, you know, two weeks ago they said they had agreement in principle. They just had to have it signed, and then two or three days later the white stuff broke, and, and here we are. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see yeah. how it goes. We'll everyone just. I mean, we're all there. We're all there in the same boat, all just waiting. Um, kind of go to a good note, though. Found a replacement pretty fast. Um, Kirk Campbell uh, to take over. Uh, I mean, he, he, he is – let me find out. He really doesn't have that much coaching experience at the college level, at least. Um, if you go back and look, he, he really only coached – he was an offensive analysis last year for us. Yep. Um, 
And he was at Vanderbilt, I think. And oh, so he was at. He came from. He came to Michigan from Old Dominion. Uh, he spent as the offensive coordinator and the quarterbacks coach for two seasons, and the one season didn't even they didn't play. Um, and then he was an off before that he was an offensive analysis for Penn State for three seasons. Um, he does have like I said does have quarterback coach experience. Uh, was interim coach for Penn State in the 2019 Cotton Bowl. And then, as I said, the Old Dominion's quarterback coach for a season. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, one of the things I, I went back and looked yesterday or the day before, whenever it was announced, you know, um, Penn State's quarterback, he was there when they had the most success that they've probably had in a while at that position. Um, you know, I, I think, generally speaking, those position coaches no, are – are a little bit overrated and, and, you know, they, they get too much credit and too much blame um, for the results because, because, you know, these college athletes now by and large, these kids have been playing football since they're six and seven years old and they've been getting coached and, you know, these guys are, are coaching fundamentals and, and schemes. And, you know, a kid's got talent. If a kid's got talent, he's got talent. And, and sure, can you, can you scheme a kid to poor play or scheme a kid to bad play? Absolutely. But, um, you know, to me, that's the, that's the biggest uh, job of a coach is, is designing a system and, and calling plays that, that best suit, you know, that player's, strengths um and try to minimize exploiting their weaknesses <clears throat> so we'll see but you know i th- i think that means that you know sharon moore is going to take the sole title of yep. oc and I'd be curious to see if he's still our o-line coach um, I, I mean because that's that's a lot right to to do both it seems like to me um, and he's assistant, you know, he's, he's assistant head coach too. Right. So there's a lot of responsibility yeah. and, and, you know, something that everybody was doing, but now is legal. And it's one of the things that we got our ass into a thing is, is, is the, into a sling with, with NCA is, is that, um, GAs and stuff can coach now, even though they weren't supposed to. So, so maybe they're going to slide around some responsibilities and that'll be it. And he'll kind of oversee it. Um, We'll see, but I, I believe that that's all their their allotted true coaching spots. So um, I trust that Jimmy's got a plan, and and um, I believe in it. So you know, even though I don't know what it is, I, I trust Harbaugh enough to know. Okay, I'm sure this will work out. Yeah, I I agree. Um... And again, I mean, coaches without a lot of experience have worked out pretty well for us in the past few years. Yeah. With, I mean, McDonald's had ex- McDonald had experience, but not as a coordinator. Right. Um, and then, I mean, Jesse Minter was a coordinator for a few years at, but two years at Vanderbilt before he came to Michigan. So, I mean, I mean, we've had yeah. we've had very good talent. And, and again, as we talked about a few years ago, just me and you is going out to get the younger coaches. 
um, to change the philosophy of the program. And that's, and that's what we've seen. With so I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole with this, but holy shit on Josh Gaddis, right? Oh yeah. I was, yeah. So shit show. walking so, shit show everywhere he goes. So first year here wasn't, wasn't great. Right. Um, thought, felt like we took a couple steps back, which I don't think is uncommon when you get a new coordinator, new system. Um, but now with hindsight, wins the Broyles award winner. Two days later, he sets his all the bridges possible on fire for Michigan and leaves for Miami. Did you right? see? Burned, yeah, sorry. Burns him to the ground. And, you know, I, I think it was a year and seven days after he won the Broyles award, he fucking gets fired from Miami after one year. So, um, there, there's got to be something more to that. that. That's, that's just as much uh, personality as it is, you know, as schemes. Um, Crystal Ball. I read a crystal ball quote and I can't remember what it was. And it was really generic. But if you read between the lines, I got the impression that it was like, nobody likes this motherfucker. So I had to let him go. Yeah. I mean, like I said, there's, there's got to be something more than just him not being a good coach, like you just said. Uh, he, um, maybe he's bringing, banging more recruits' moms or something uh, down in Miami. And, oh, fucking. <laughs> Who fucking knows? I was going to say something else. Uh, <coughs> I don't know. Mine is fucking blank. So what, what um, brought me to that was the whole young assistant thing, right? Yeah. Uh, coached at, at Penn State, coached at um, Bama, coached with us. And then, you know, it's, it's funny is that uh, Maryland coach, Mike Loxley, right? Got promoted yeah. from Bama to there. And you remember right before we played Maryland, or it might have been right after, him and him and Gaddis got in a little bit Twitter of a Twitter war, war about who yeah. was who was calling the plays. And it looked I, I, I believe Loxley now. So um yeah. you know, it sounds like and, and more power to him, but you know, Gaddis Gaddis kind of rode the coattails to to everybody else and got some success and and now he's been now he's been exposed so it'll be interesting to see where he goes next um and what he does but it, you know it sounds like uh he's a lot more about, about the lifestyle than than the actual uh yeah the actual coaching yep. yeah I, I i wholeheartedly agree i wish whatever i was gonna say and it makes me really mad that i forgot it, it was actually like something good and like productive um and it's really driving me crazy but i'm not going to sit here and think about it um but like you said there, there's there's a lot of good like i said there's a lot of good coming with the younger coaches so i'm, I'm interested to see what hardball does i mean it, i think sharon moore is 100 percent deserves a straight up offense coordinator spot i mean there was talks about going out and getting some people maybe to take it and leaving him as the old line coach. And I, I don't think that's the right move because I think if we were to do that, he would be out the door very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just cause I, I mean, he, he's earned it. The, the, the job he's did with the offensive line um, has been phenomenal and you can't, you, you can't hate on it. I mean, he, and again, he's returning pretty much over half of the 
offensive line from last season again. Plus add on the transfers coming out of Stanford and uh, the one out of Arizona State, uh, Henderson. Um, very well could be back-to-back-to-back Joe Moore offensive line winners again. Yep. Um, yeah, we got enough we'll returns. I mean, I mean, honestly, fuck that shit because honestly, it hasn't worked out for us in the playoffs. Um, anytime that we want it, so I really don't want it anymore. Give it to somebody else so they can shit the bed. Um, that way we have. I, I, I'm not gonna go down the rabbit hole because I could have just went down a bigger one, but I don't know if there's a curse in that award for us. Um. If their heads got too big, but like, like me and you talked about, Georgia blew our offensive line up at two years ago after winning it. This year, TCU, same fucking thing. Yep. Um, I mean, whether that's nerves on the big stage, which is probably a mixture. Um, but I, I mean – one thing I know with Sharon Moore is I don't think it's not having his guys prepared. It's just the guys aren't mentally ready like themselves. It's something that the guys are going to have to work on this offseason to be ready next season because you're going to get the same exact shit as soon as you get in the playoffs again, which I wholeheartedly think that there's no way Michigan doesn't make the playoffs next season. No. I, I mean, the, the amount of players, you know, Barn, an injury to yeah. J.J., you know. If everybody don't, stays don't, healthy, don't we should be right there, there again. Don't put that bad mojo even out there. But but yeah, like I said, we'll we'll see how Harbaugh decides to handle it. Who knows when he'll announce Moore's complete upgrade? He might not even announce it. He might just send it. I mean, that's Harbaugh's thing to do. But we'll see. Um, we'll go to this. Quick thing. I was just reading about it. Michigan announced, what, two, three days ago now? Might have been longer than that. Um, we're going to be widening the tunnel down at the towards the end of the tunnel, which is, which is weird to me. And one aspect of it um, is because why are they widening it down there? When it seems like everything, nothing's happened down there. So, so it seems this is a, this this isn't so much a reaction to, um, you know, the the assault that took place or the little spat with Penn State, but it's in response to the the fan that slapped Mel Tucker in the head or tried to slap him. Yeah. Okay. I forgot. So, I, I I had forgotten about that. Yeah. So to me, you know, they're gonna take a U out. It, it looks like one or two seats all the way around that stadium arch. And that's going to, that's going to, I guess they're going to have to have ushers there all over the place because people are still going to gather around that fence if they don't. But to me. And, but if you move them back, it's probably going to put them higher. Right. And something that's, that's funny about that, that I, I get why they did it. They, they had to do something because it's gotten too much, too much attention even though it hasn't been a problem for 500 years, all of a sudden now, in in people's eyes, it is. So, because of the optics, they had to do something. And this is the least invasive thing that makes the most sense. Yeah. But what what I thought was funny is that they announced that 
they are going to sell those 45 seats tickets as standing room only now. Yeah, that's that's what I was about to read, and I'm like, what? what where are you going to put standing room only? There's, right. there's not. Uh, are you going to so put? It, are you, you, you going to stand down any aisle? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, or or are they going to have a those, platform somewhere? Or is that? I, I don't know. Like you said, it's forty-five. There's forty-five seats. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, that's that's confusing to me because, like I said, I mean, it's you're just gonna go squeeze into it. I mean, it's not like anybody actually sits on their seats, anyways. Like whether, like, just because how packed they, it's like uh, you're getting packed into like sardines, just like any other big stadium. Um. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they what they do do with that because the standing room only thing. Right. It's because even just me like thinking and like trying to like look at the stadium, I don't see where they could possibly do that though. So the only thing that I can think of is at the at the north and south ends, right? As as you come up right in the end zones. Um and, you know, you come up to the platform where you either go up the stairs or down the stairs. There's mm-hmm. a big area at each end that for handicap accessible wheelchair yeah. is that if they're going to use some some portion of that or something. Um, that's the only thing in my mind that that says, OK. You know, we can we can put 25 people here at each end and still have plenty of handicap accessible area because those areas are really big and they're, they're relatively unused. You might see one or two people sitting in there, you know, during the games. So that's just my best guess. And, and, you know, that's, that kind of stuff doesn't usually shake out um, where it makes a lot of sense, common sense anyways, to most people. So, so, so we'll see what happens, but, you know, I've thought about it a little bit, and in my mind, that's that's the only two spots that that make sense. Yeah. It, yeah. Now that that's definitely the only spot that I can think of. Yeah. Like if they're gonna allow them just to kind of roam that section, like walk around the stadium, because you know how that goes all the way around. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be an interesting layout. Fuck, yeah. I'll buy fuck, I'll buy season tickets to stand if they're cheap. Twenty dollars they're saying they're gonna be. Yeah, but give me season tickets for twenty bucks. Right. I want I want two. I, I, not like I don't I wanna stand at the games well until we shit the bed. Well right now I wanna I wanna stand at games pretty much any game. I don't usually sit down um if I don't have to. Uh yeah, that'll be interest development. And remember, there's still there's a lot of changes that are going on at Michigan Stadium this season. The new scoreboards are going up. Um, what the new scoreboards, the tunnel being fixed. What was it? Wasn't there one more that they were doing? Yeah, uh, speakers. Yeah, the new sound system looks good because Michigan Stadium's sound system sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you want, you want to know what's weird is that 
all the speakers are in the north end zone scoreboard, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how they're keeping it. I, I don't understand. Maybe it's an acoustic thing, and I, I know very little about that, but um, it seems weird that they wouldn't spend the money and, and have a surround sound type of deal. Yeah, I, I wonder, so you said it's in the north end zone? So yeah. down by the students. Um, yeah. So I was I was gonna say something, but it, it like why they might do that, but I it doesn't even matter because it's in the wrong end zone for what I was gonna say. I was gonna say it might. I wonder if it's actually no, it wouldn't. It would actually make sense. It could be something to do with the sound ordinances or something like that. Because all the houses and stuff that are going the other way, if it's coming out of the south end zone. And, you know, that that could be, well, yeah. So Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is in the south, and that's why, because of the residential neighborhood. I, well, know, that's what I'm saying. If, if, it, if it was yeah, I could be mistaken on that. Maybe it's all on the south end. Well, no, I'm saying if it was coming out of the south, that would be the only way, because the sound would be going towards the north. Right. And the north side is where all the houses are down there by uh, whatever. I don't even remember the road we used to park on all the time. They come down. Um, Pauline. Yeah, down by Pauline and all that. I mean, that's that's the only thing I can think of is why. Um, unless, like you said, it's a it's a sound thing, but I don't get it. Um, they, in my opinion, they should have just spent the money and closed off both end zones. Just expanded from what's it called? Expanded it out all the way to the suites. Now I know it didn't even have right. to be a, it just to keep the sound in because I mean the way Michigan Stadium built, yeah, it's loud, but the sound doesn't. Just I mean, it, the suites definitely helped, and they built those. But you put. If you put a whole entire wall connecting off those scoreboards, that that place is, well, I, in my opinion, will probably easily be one of the loudest, the loudest stadium in the United States, and um, absolutely, and and I, I I I think that eventually that'll happen, and you know that'll be their expanding seating, and it'll probably add a couple thousand seats. Um, even if you expand suites all the way around. Right. Like, well, and I, I think that's why they didn't put suites there to begin with. But who knows? That cause they Believe it or not, this, this year, this past season, was the first time that they've ever sold out all of the suites. And now, now there's a little bit of a waiting list. Yeah, I mean that. But that you're also, talking like one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars a season, so that's not yeah. that's not for everybody. And it also it doesn't surprise again. It also doesn't surprise me that's the only that's the first time because I think a lot of Michigan fans are kind of like how I am, and me and you are. If I'm going to a goddamn football game, I don't want to be in a fucking suite. Right. I want to be out out in the environment. I want to be out experiencing the Everything. fanfare, whether yeah. it's. You're dealing with what we dealt with in what 2016 went to the Orange Bowl. People, random people, just jumping on you or right. shit like that. I mean, that's that's the best thing about sports is that is the camaraderie. It just, I don't know you, but let's fucking hug. Right, right. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that. That, that. that dude was a big dude, man. I mean, we scored, looked like we was going to win. You know, there's four or five people on my back, and you were you were one of them. We were just so jumping up and down and hugging, you know. It was oh, a really yeah. cool moment. So, on the flip side, you know, the the uh, the Northwestern game where your lips were blue, that had been nice to sit in the suite and, and watch. Yeah, then, but I think I think now I really wouldn't give a fuck. Right. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, like, to yeah. me, a suite, it's it's a cool experience, right? Different to be able to sit in and, and do it. And one of the cool things about the suites is, is that uh, you can have booze in there and they sell it to you and you have food. Um, so, so that's kind of nice, but yeah, it, Michigan yeah, stadium, right. Michigan stadium. Come on guys. Let's get on a fucking, let's get off our high horse and get some goddamn alcohol in that stadium, please. Right. Please. Okay. Like, so 110,000 people, right? It's okay. So let's just, let's just say 75,000 of those people are going to buy at least one beer, right? At 10 bucks a fucking cop mm-hmm. um yeah that's seven and a half million dollars right there just off of one beer yeah that i i know i mean i oh, thought sorry, seven, that, that's seven hundred fifty thousand. sorry i i thought but, you were going in a different aspect on that and i already was like preparing an argument on my head but you didn't go the way i thought you were going on that um but come on yeah i, I mean i i just i don't get it why they don't um Ohio State does it. They sell alcohol at the stadium. I don't know if it's I don't Michigan State does now, don't they? I believe so. I know they didn't up until I So Michigan I, just allowed it, I think, this this year. The state of Michigan. Um I just don't I'm not hundred percent hundred percent on that. Maybe it was two years ago. But there, there was some, you know, first it was an NCAA and a state thing, and now it's just been a state thing. But now all that's done. And, you know, one of the things, you know, they're, they're always crying about more revenue, more revenue. And that's that's why I think eventually, um, you know, the, the ends of the stadium will be kept with more seats. But also, uh, nobody that is a traditionalist wants to see ads in Michigan Stadium, right? And and that beer money would it could it could bring in un, just about unlimited revenue because there's going to be a good chunk of the population that is that that's going to drink six seven eight beers uh you know at a time and then there's going to be guys that were tailgating that just want a couple to maintain their buzz mm-hmm. um, well I, I i'll say this i just i was looking at looking around to see if uh, so they've, they've introduced the bill. I can't find anywhere where I've been able to see, uh, that it's actually happened. And this was from July last year. Um, but this is coming out of Ohio state. Um, after Ohio state started selling alcohol stadium wide in 2016, um, their university police reported a 65% drop in, uh, alcohol-related incidents inside the stadium because people realize that they can get alcohol inside the stadium. And right. so, you, I mean, I mean, you ain't getting out trash when you come in the stadium. I mean, people are still going to do that. I mean, shit, when we went to the Penn State game this year, there was a dude in front of us that was so fucked up, he threw up all over the fucking ground in front well, of us. Well, the thing is, is, is you're, you're out tailgating, right? You it was an 11 o'clock game. So, so you walk from Pioneer. I've, I've done it myself more than once. 
you walk from Pioneer with three or four beers in your hand, yeah, and you're you're chugging them, and then you know right until they get your ticket, you, you know you're you're chugging a beer down, and because you know that hey, I'm not going to get another beer for four hours. Yeah. Um, no. And then the flip side of it is, 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 you know, working the, you see it anyways, but working the security, you know, I used to enter and exit the stadium right at the edge of the student section. And when the, when the game was over, you walk up and there's thousands upon thousands of the little 99, oh, little shooters. Not 99 yeah. cent anymore, but you know, little shot glasses yeah those 99 proof little shots or the fucking yeah. fireballs or... yeah what the fireball whatever they're just littered everywhere well anybody and their brother can fit four or five of those in the pocket in their pocket without being detected so um they're doing it anyways you, you might as well make money off it is 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 my point yeah you would make you would make quite, like you said, quite a bit of money off of it. And I mean, I think now that I just looked it up, I think it has not been legalized or allowed okay. in Michigan yet. I'll have to do more research. I just, that was just a quick look up um, because they, they did introduce it and you can. Uh, and and they, they introduced the bill. Man, why is every goddamn news thing in Michigan got to pay a subscription only now? M Live, freaking Lansing Journal. Um, just from what I've seen, it's it so far, it just says it's been introduced in July of 2022. Um, whether it's been updated and allowed yet, who knows? Um, so I'm pretty yeah. sure, hang on before we move on, and you know, here we are 42 minutes in the show talking about two things, yeah. but uh, I got about five more topics, dude. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure Yost sells beer. They do not. They do not? Uh, no, because the thing I it's just read... It's been a few years since I've been to a game. So and, the thing I just read was... Hang on. That it's... Where'd it go? Uh, Michigan lawmakers have introduced a new plan that would allow alcohol sales... That would allow alcohol to be sold at college football, basketball, and hockey games. So if Ugh, God, why? Detroit News too. I got. Why do you have to have it? That this makes no sense to me. Why do I have to have a subscription for news? That's so dumb. Um, but yeah. Um. That's at least that's that's what that article just said. Um, like I said, that's coming from the Detroit News back in July of 2022. Why don't you go to a hockey game and let me know? Send pictures. I want to go. Um. So. We'll move on from that one. I guess we will go on to, let's look at, just because I'm I'm missing football, you're missing college football. So why not look ahead? Why not look up and uh, 
look at the way too early look at the 2023 Michigan football team. I mean, whether it's too deep, uh, just kind of look at it. Um, like like we talked about, have had a lot of returns. Big big people that we needed to come back. Um, yeah, Zach Sinner, Trevor Keegan, yeah, Blake Corum, the, the probably the biggest one of them all. Cornelius Johnson, Mike Barrett, Cornelius Johnson, not Cornelius Johnson, uh, Mikey Sainer still. All of them coming back when honestly, all of them probably would have got drafted. Um, whether it was a late, probably majority of the late, later picks in the draft, but um, this is something that I posted. I posted this on the Facebook page. I think what's today, like two weeks ago, just to kind of at least on the offensive two deep side. Um, I mean, we're 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 pretty deep, and we're pretty offense looks pretty loaded. I mean, you have. At quarterback, I mean, you obviously have McCarthy and Warren, uh, which congrats to him on picking up a scholarship. Yep. The kid's been through a lot. Didn't realize that until then. Uh, he was a cancer cancer survivor. Come walk on. Um, and, I mean, he, what we've seen on him hasn't been a bad quarterback. No, but not great competition and no pressure on him either, too, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. But. Yeah. But he has he's looked very serviceable. Um running back Edwards or not Edward, uh Corum and Edwards. Uh uh the ex Cornelius Johnson and uh what's his first name? Walker, the freshman from last year. Yep. Um the Y you got Roman Wilson and Darius Clemens. Uh slot would be I mean, in my opinion, it's gotta be Henning and Morris. Uh, I mean, I think the Henny was someone that we didn't see a lot of this year. And I'm not really, like I said, he, he was hurt quite a bit, I think, also. But after the season he had, what, two years ago, where we did use him a lot on offense, you would have thought that we would have seen him a lot this year. I mean, he, he's he's a threat off the edge, um, whether, I, whether it's on a reverse or – Something like that. Um, and then, I mean, if you go to tight end, you got tight end Y. You have your Y tight end, which would would be uh, Loveland, Colson coming off the edge with Hibner as backup. You got Barner and Bredesen at the H tight end. And then I think this this is just insane to me that is this uh, is their offensive line coming back? Uh, I mean. You got Henderson that transferred out of Arizona State, and then you have uh, Percy uh, behind him, which from what we've seen of Percy, he's been a good backup. You have Keegan and El Hadi at guard. You got the new kid coming out of Stanford, Nugent and Anderson, right guard, Zinter and Barnhart, which both those players have played quite a bit at the University of Michigan, both of them, Carson Barnhart and Zach Zinter. And then you got Trent A. Jones and uh, Hinton at right tackle. Uh, I mean, if that's – for someone that – I mean, for us that follow Michigan football, we all know that there's not one name on that list that really – other than, like, the young kids, like Walker, Clemens, and Morris, that really hasn't proved themselves yet on the football field. Right. 
And I think that, that's, that's pretty big, especially for an offense that, that was, honestly, I think the TCU game showed, I think, how – TCU and Ohio State game showed how explosive we can be if we need to be. Right. Um, which I don't mean to go back on it because I hate even talking about this still, but the TCU game – just, I mean, I know TC, TCU's defense wasn't isn't that great. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's just not. Even though he, we 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 could score at will against them, honestly. Yeah. Um, we, it, we we didn't come to play. We didn't we didn't we weren't mentally prepared. I think we were way too cocky, and we were getting our ass beat before we even realized we were in a fight. And and you know. We were coming back and winning that fight, but we, we just ran out of time, man. And and um, you know that that's that's on the coaching staff. Hey, I agree. Um, but I mean, with that, with the, at least the offensive side lineup returning, it's it's a possibility we could be scoring again 30, 40 points a game like we did this season. Um, Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, in this, yeah, in this know, day and age, to, it's not. Yep, I expect us to take a step forward. You know, to me, the biggest loss, even though he didn't produce much to us, was Andrew Anthony. Um, and and maybe maybe we'll I'll see how he does at Oklahoma. Wrong on that, right? We'll see how he does at Oklahoma. But I forget what it was. We're we're returning 16, 17, 18 starters. So, um, um. Yeah, like I think it was. Was it that I thought? I thought it was twenty. I don't know. I I think, like you said earlier, Twitter majority of time talks out of their ass. So I don't know because I seen it on Twitter. I thought I seen twenty two out of twenty five or, or whatever it was. That that might be right too. It, it was a lot. I'm just count. You know, I'm not counting their regular special teams guys and. And, and things of that nature, but it, it, it's a lot, whatever, whatever it was um, that, you know, I, I think that sports is a funny thing and, and co- college sports aren't necessarily this way as often as, as what we've seen. But, you know, if, if you, if you look at the Michigan football team and then you look at it, how it relates to, professional sports and make no mistake colleges is evolving into a professional type game is that uh you know you go back to the red wings or the pistons or even like the chicago bulls the 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 pistons had to overcome the celtics you know in the 80s and 90s and the lakers and you know you make the playoffs and then you um Maybe you make your conference championship and you make the finals and then you lose the finals and, and kind of the same thing with Michigan. Last year, they were just happy to be there. This past season, um, you know, like you said, I, I do believe they, they took them too lightly and, 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 and lost, but baby steps every year. And, and to me, at this point, barring some catastrophic injury, Anything less than a CFP is a disappointment next season. Um, you know, I, I think I think we got to be we got to be right there. So, so yeah. Um, hmm. No, nope, go ahead. 
No, I, I, I agree. That's what I was going to say. I said, I agree. I mean, the, the Big Ten Championship again. Uh, I mean, like, and a CFP. I, and I, I, I would, I think getting anything other, I think, I think at this point, I mean, we've been there two years in a row. We've won two Big Ten Championships. If we, Don't even. I think we we don't win a game in the playoffs if we make it. It's a disappointment. I think after three Absolutely. years, the, the committee's going to look at us and be like, "Well, well, the following year you go to twelve, right?" And yeah, yeah. That, I, I that, that what right. the numbers are, but in the last ten years, we would have made like seven or eight of them. So yeah, yeah. I um, mean, that's the thing is that I think after this season, this upcoming season, twenty twenty three is. You, you'll see the university. I mean, you're going to see the Bama, the Michigan, the Ohio States in the playoffs very regularly. And if they miss it, it's because they had a very bad season. Um, so, so, so real, right, exactly. You know, one off bad season. But next year's schedule, I think, sets up pretty nice for us. Uh, it's, East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, first four games, right? Uh, all home. Then at Nebraska. Uh, we'll see what Matt Rule does, but I think that should be a win. At Minnesota, that, that should be a win. Indiana at home, at Sparty. Uh, Purdue at Penn State, that'll be a tough one. At Maryland, whatever. And then we got the Buckeyes at home. So, that's such a dangerous crazy, game. We though. should be undefeated going into that Ohio State game again. Um, you know, pretty, pretty be honest dry. with you, At this point, I, I was looking at the schedule the other day. Um, it's, it's a very, it's very, I think it's tougher than it looks oh, it's, it's way, way tougher than it looks on it. I think it's probably one of the tougher schedules in the big 10 this season. I don't know about, I haven't looked at everybody's schedule. I don't know about that, but I, I do agree that it's tougher than it looks and it's certainly tougher than this year's schedule. Well, well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm talking about, I'm not really talking about off season. Uh, I mean, uh, non-conference play. I'm looking at our Big Ten schedule. I mean, you're going into East Lansing. You're going into Happy Valley. Probably will be either whiteout. I hope it's not again. Hopefully they make that mistake and don't make us the whiteout again. Um, actually, so, actually, wait. Big Ten doesn't do night games in November, do they? Is that game in no. November? Yeah, I think so. I already, yeah. I already shut that page. Let me but that's fine. I, I I know it's like I think it's like the first week in November. So a fucking men to that. Never mind. They can do their whiteout. It's a day game. Don't care. Um. But, uh, yeah, November eleventh. So yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's a day game. Um. So they can do their whiteout all they want. That night game atmosphere and whiteout is way different than a day game whiteout. I mean, just like you're doing a maze out. In the day is way different than doing a maze out at seven o'clock at night. Right. Um, they said you go again, and then that Maryland game before in between Penn State and Ohio State is watch out for that game next year being the death of us. Maryland, I mean, you have, and when I say the death, I mean. Probably could be our first loss. We like we could lose that game very easily. Tulia, they got Tulia back. 
He's going back to Maryland. They've been this fucking close to fucking beating us past like three years. Yeah. Except two years ago, we blew them out. Last time we played in Maryland, we absolutely destroyed them. I do remember that. But last year, played us tight at home. Yep. Um, And then going into Nebraska, too. I mean, Nebraska's that, – that'll for sure be a night game. The Boston Bowl. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that, that'll for sure be a night game. And that game is – That'll be you know Matt Rules had that game circled since his his first day right, uh, because that's gonna be I'm I'm betting that's gonna be their first real game. Well, they play Colorado. Well. They play Colorado, so that, that'll be an interesting. Scenario oh no, too. yeah, that that'll be lights out. Yeah, uh, I mean that that that. It'll be an interesting scenario to see where both teams are at because with two new coaches, two big name coaches at that, like with Dion going right. into Colorado, yeah, and I, know, I don't think Dion. I... Go ahead. I like Dion, and and I think that he's going to do well there, well enough to move on eventually, um, just because of his status is is is, you know, what what's getting him all these players, but. Um, so that's the that's their second game set September 9th uh at Colorado. That ESPN will have twenty four coverage of that for about ten days before the game because they're so far up his ass and he does such a great job of marketing himself too. I don't want to take away from him, don't get me wrong, but um yeah, I was off on that thinking that Colorado game will be will be big for them. Both both teams. Mike my thing with Dion is that I think it was Micah Parsons made this tweet after he left Jackson State was he sold a dream and then left the dream. Like he went out there and told these kids Jackson, but this is this is coming more from a humanity area, like being a human more than right. a college football coach. And we all know that college football coaches are can and are some of the dirtiest sons of bitches out there. Yep. And and I and I, and I, I don't blame what Dion did. Like I don't. I'm just saying. You did go in and say, "Oh, we need to get all." You, you were there. You said we're gonna get all black. UMBC is back. Um, black college is back to where they should be. Like, sold that dream of hey, come here. We want to make this place better. Blah blah blah. And then after two seasons, you hit right. the road. Especially because they were paying. Right. And, I, I mean, that's where I say he sold a dream and left the dream. Like, So, and I get that part, especially because it's black black university, right? But I just can't believe that anybody with half a brain thought he was going to be there and coach forever. You know, DM's done very well for himself, you know, financially. Um, and you, you know, the, the guy is, he's a top two, probably for sure. Three athlete of my lifetime, you know, I think Bo Jackson's number one. And I think I could make an argument for Herschel Walker against, against Dion, but, but he's right there. But Dino, uh, Dion, his ego isn't big enough to to fit into Michigan Stadium, and and that 
he's he's not doing this for money. He's he's doing this for for his ego. Is you know I strongly believe that. So the bigger the platform, the more attention he's going to get. And you you think he's getting hyped now? Wait until you know, you know if he has some success here and and goes somewhere. Um, know a, a big power school notre dame or even his alma mater florida state um they'll have live cans on them for for weeks so yeah um well you know what we'll, we'll see so hang dm's net worth is about 45 million dollars so he's 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 not doing it for the money um no and, He's he's been retired for so long that I I find it hard to believe that he's like oh I want to get out of the house and and do some things because you know he's done a little bit of TV here and there but he hasn't done that stuff I just think that uh, he's been gone so long he need he needs he needs some more people tell him how great he was and he wants to remind people I agree I agree completely but yeah. I mean, I think next week we'll look at the defensive side of the ball. Going back on the early look, I think next week we'll look at the defensive side of the ball and uh, look and see how dominant hopefully they can be next season as they were this season. Yep. Um, all right. I got a question for you. I, what is and, – and I and then honestly, if anybody wants to chime in on this, please comment. Um, because it's confusing to me. So Jim Caldwell was fired for going nine and seven, correct? Yeah. That was was progressing the whole time he was in Detroit. But now Dan Campbell goes nine and seven, and is being praised like he's fucking King Tut. And sitting on his fucking high horse on a palace and didn't even make the playoffs. What? It's the same situation as Caldwell got fired for. So why is Dan Campbell being praised for it? It's it's not the same situation. It's the it's hang on. It's no, the no, same record, it's right? It's the same record, but there, there's a lot of things that are different. Um, the, the biggest thing is is that. Was Calvin Johnson still around when Caldwell was coaching? I can't remember. I think he uh, just left. Yeah. I think he no, might he have left there. right in Caldwell's thing. He was still there. Was he? <laughs> okay. So I feel like I don't think Caldwell should have been fired. Um, but I feel like they um, they they plateaued. Where this year's Lions. Hang on, let, let me go through here, and then you then you rebut. Take notes. You're good. No, yeah, no, you're good. So, so this year's Lions left at least three wins on the table, um, maybe Still more lost. than that. But you know they they finished eight and one, I think it was. But okay. Um, Martha Ford was running the team at that point strike against us. Cause she ran it just like William Clay did, you know, her husband mm-hmm. Quinn was hired as our GM 
and wanted his own coach, which I think is the biggest reason why why he was in. He, he didn't want Caldwell. He wanted Patricia, which what a, what a mistake that was. And I, I think the two, the, 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 the tape's still out, right? You know, the Lions still have a long way to go, but I, I think that Brad Holmes – Right now, he looks like the best GM of my of my lifetime for for the Lions, and that that's not a really high bar because we really haven't had anybody to like hang your hang your head on, you know, from the from the time that probably my late teens or early early twenties, I was screaming for who I think is the best GM in in NFL history, Bill Polian. Um, but so now we got Sheila Hampton Ford, who, who seems to be a little bit more involved and not nearly loyalty's good, but that was, especially William Clayford's, that was his fatal flaw. Um, she, she's more of an astute business mind. She, she's got her guy, uh, with, with Brad Holmes, who, who, whose first two drafts have been. I think you could make a case to call them just phenomenal. Um, and they're, they're a young team where Caldwell's team was an old aging team with the exception of Stafford and, and, and Calvin. Um, it, it's just, it, it's an apples to oranges scenario where that was an old veteran team that again, I think had plateaued and this is a young up and rising team. And, you know, we got two first round picks coming, which, I don't expect us to hold on to. I think we'll we'll probably drop that six pick and and maybe get a a low another low first and a and another high second, maybe even a third for it. Um, but again, I thought we were relatively flat now, and 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 now we're we're on the climb. And maybe maybe it's a fluke. There's a lot of people that don't believe in golf. I I think. I don't know that I feel one way or another about him. I think his his success has been his window has been too small. He's, his his career is defined by inconsistency, and he played he played really well this year. Um, but you know that's kind of the gist of my argument. And I cannot believe you know I think there's there's guys that deserve um, to win it over over DC, but I can't believe that he's not even a finalist for coach of the year. That just blows blows my mind that he's not I, I can agree with the finals thing i mean he did i mean the team finished out of the good season but i mean for me you say that you that they plateaued i mean caldwell's caldwell's team made two playoffs in four years yeah how many playoff games they win none but how many playoff games the lions won in fucking 80 years correct I mean, you, you can look at that, but in my opinion, that's that's where it starts is getting to the playoffs. Um, and you make the playoffs in four years and uh, in two two out of four seasons at, at a team that was not good when Caldwell took over. And uh, I mean, they you, were had, okay. you had Stafford. You had they Stafford, were okay. you they had great, but they Dallas. had they had a lot of weapons and. That's something, 
you know, I, I guess that's another good one. Had for one, me had one. Is I mean, Dan he had Campbell one has done more with less than what Caldwell had. So, Hall of Fame. Caldwell had a Hall of Fame quarterback and a top five receiver of all time on his team, right? Off is at this point is and I don't see Atten is not going to be a Hall of Famer and, and is, a, is a, on our offense as a weapon that any other team would be like kill to have. Nobody. Maybe the St. Uh, uh, St. Brown. Yeah, St. Brown, the young yeah, kid. Oz. I mean, I don't. I don't know if we just haven't seen it. If they, that my only argument, but it, it doesn't make sense for that for that part, is that we don't really know though, because until we see it, performances like how this season ended, you don't really right. know what he actually had. So I mean, he could have the players now could be just as good as. Not going to say as good as Calvin Johnson, but. Who knows that? Um, what's that kid? That's the wide receiver from uh, Bama that was injured. Jameis Williams. Yeah. So he's a, he's a kid. You know, he played a little bit towards the end of the year, but we didn't we didn't get get to see his full potential. And, and you're right, not that he's going to be Calvin Johnson, but he looks to be an All Pro type talent. Um, but they didn't get to utilize him. But, but for me, okay, Campbell's first year is a free year, right? Because it was it was really Holmes's Holmes's two, and you know he's figuring things out not only of the team but also for himself. Campbell's a first year coach, um, and this year, you know, I, I really thought that they had a, a really good shot to to make the playoffs, and I predicted that I believe on this podcast. And then they started off one and six or whatever it was. And I thought, oh, shit. And I was, I, in my mind, I'm thinking, this guy's got to go probably after this season. And he spins it around. So now next year, they, ha- they have to make the playoffs. And they have to take a, take a step forward. The one thing that, that – so real quick, you know uh, – First game, lost to the Falcons by four. Should have won that. Lost to the Colts the next week by one. Should've two of the that. worst. Two of the worst teams in the NFL. Right, right. But again, oh, sorry, that that was preseason. I'm looking wrong. First, okay. first one, Eagles should have won that. Lost by three. Had that game won, gave it away. Week three, uh, Vikings lost by four, gave it away. Next week, Seahawks had that one, gave it away, lost by three, and. And then after that, you know, they they lost to Miami, which whatever they lost to the Cowboys, got smoked by the Cowboys. Um, Patriots smoked them, which is awful, twenty nine nothing. But then week ten, they go on a tear, uh, you know, lose one of the next eight, I think it is. So it, it, a shitty loss to the Carolina Panthers too, as well. Very shitty loss. Yeah. So they they have to win the games they're supposed to win and win at least half of the 50-50 get 
you know, or the games they're not supposed to win. But um, I just feel like they're they're in a really good spot. This this draft is going to tell a lot um, because Holmes has done. You know, it it's really I think it's a lot easier than people realize to get a, a first round pick wrong than it is right. But to me, where you where these guys really earn their money is doing better in the later rounds, and he has done phenomenal there so far. Mm-hmm. And if he can keep that up, that's thing. But one of the things I'm rambling now, but one of the things that I that's fine like the most about Campbell and that drives me the most nuts. It's the same thing is that he's a, he's a little bit of a loose cannon and a gambler and it has, it has paid off many times, but, but it's cost us. And I think as the lions get better, he's going to have to rein that in a little bit because he could cost us a big one and that, that will, that will cost him his job. But um, I do think, I don't know if I want to, yeah, fuck it, I'll say it. I do think that the Lions, within three years, will make a Super Bowl appearance. Not going to happen. You want to know what? I'll tell you what. Uh, no, I'll say this. A championship will come to Ford Field in, in I'll say, the next five years. But it's going to be the Michigan Panthers. It's not going to be the Detroit Lions. We'll see. Which that's another thing. I, I want to bring that up too, real quick. Just quick spurt. I just want to throw it in there. Cool to see that coming. That they finally decided to move that back to Detroit. I kind of wish they would have put him in Grand Rapids because I think Detroit has a lot. They and do. I think it would have been very well been cool. But for Eastern Grand Rapids, Michigan coming second place for that, and I thought I didn't get that at all. Money. They almost went. Then they're going to practice at Eastern, have their training camp at Eastern. But yeah. um, yeah. Uh, you know the the when the USFL come out the first time, you know Anthony Carter for Michigan went there and they won a championship the first two of the first three years, I think if I remember right. Um, you know they, they they were the shit, so it'll be kind of kind of fun to watch them. But yeah, you know the one one last thing on the Lions is that just because of. You, not only in your lifetime and my lifetime, but Papa's lifetime, this has been the same thing. And, you know, I've, I don't know that I've said this publicly on the podcast, but I've told you the one thing in common is the Ford family. And I finally think that maybe the daughter, um, maybe, maybe the right person. Um, but with that being said, it would not shock me if they went fucking two and 15 next year. It, ju- it just wouldn't, because that's just been the story the story of our life. But to me, it honestly feels a little bit different. Um, And, you know, maybe they are, maybe they're the Buffalo Bills, right? That look good on paper and have a really good regular season and shit the playoff every, shit the bed in the playoffs every year for, you know, Buffalo's been doing that for 30 something years. Um, All the way back to Jim Kelly days. Right. So, so we'll see, but, this is the first time and maybe since the Barry Sanders Herman Moore days where I've been genuinely excited about the Lions and think that they're they're on the rise. We shall see, we shall see. We shall see. That you know, that's what makes it fun. It's it's fun to talk and speculate on oh, yeah. 
and then uh, I mean that's you know, yeah. Sooner or later, your feet got to hit the road and, and and prove it. Yeah, and and that's why I wanted to talk about that and bring that up because I knew I knew we were going to have two different opinions on that. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, uh, but yeah. All right, finally came last few minutes of the show. We'll go over the predictions. This is like two weeks in a row. I think we went over an hour and 15 minutes, um, which, oh, well. Uh, AFC NFC Championship Games this Sunday. Uh, first game of the weekend is going to be the 49ers. Right? Yeah, 49ers at the Eagles in yeah. Philly. Um I'm still riding with the Niners. I think Niners are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. Niners win it by two scores. I'm rolling with the Niners, too. I think I think it's just so, – I think so, that team – So, little has, known fact, I don't know that I've ever told you this, but but the Niners were, to me, what the Indianapolis Colts were to you when I was growing up and maybe through my – early to mid twenties because in maybe 80, they were that team that you liked when you were young. And then, yeah, you know, I rocked some apparel and stuff. Had a, I had a, a miniature Montana football helmet sitting next to my alarm clock. And, and the reason that, that won me over was that, uh, you know, the, the Super Bowl maybe 81 was played in the silver dome and the 49ers won it. Mm-hmm. And Dwight Clark had a had a really good catch, but anyway, um, you know the the 49ers were my default second team all the way till Brady went to the Patriots. Um, you know, so that was yeah twenty something years ago. But yeah, Jim Irsay ruined the Colts for me. Yeah, that dude's a fucking turd. So so real quick, are are you looking at the schedules on ESPN or? Or are you just going off the top of your head or what? What, for the Niners-Eagles? Yeah. Like for these picks? All right, so I have the the little thing down at the bottom. You know how, how I have like the 49ers-Eagles yep, yep. thing down there? I'm just looking. I I typed all that stuff up, and that, that's all I'm using. I'm not looking at anything. That's just. Okay. So so the reason why I asked is I want to ask you this because this blows my mind. I pulled it up on ESPN because I couldn't think of – who San Francisco was playing. I, I just had this brain lock, right? But uh, tickets for, for the games tomorrow, Cincinnati at Kansas City, guess how much the lowest one is? It's at Kansas City, probably yeah. $500. 164 bucks, which is super reasonable for a, you know, a, a conference championship. Yeah, game. I figured – so, so now guess what the it. cheapest one for that's, the Phillies is. If that's if that's probably easily. Oh, you know what? I've fucking seen this shit on uh on Twitter or something. Isn't it like I know earlier in the week it was like almost a thousand dollars. It's six seventeen, but to have but, there's like a four hundred and fifty dollar difference between between the two, yeah. which is just mind blowing to me. Yeah, I because, because oh. to me the the uh Bengals, Kansas City, Cincinnati is is a lot, lot bigger names. You know, you got Burrow and and Mahomes and Burrow's about I, to. I'll yeah, say that I, in a minute. I don't know. It just it just surprises me. Yeah, I know that's that's insane to me. I mean, Eagles fans are fucking insane, anyways. But right, 
And that's what it is. Philly it's, fans. Philly fans, period, are fucking insane. doesn't matter yeah. what team. They are by Flyers. far the craziest fan base in all sports. Uh, Raiders. Eh, Raiders are enthusiastic. Raiders when they were, okay, I'll take that Ra- back. Raiders, Raiders, Raiders when they were in Oakland. Santa Claus on Christmas Day. Yeah. Raiders when they were in Oakland. But I don't... I don't know. You can you can maybe argue argue the fact that the Buffalo that the Bills Mafia is up there, pretty fucking close. Bills Mafia is top five, but I I don't think there's anyone within fifty yards of the Eagles fans. Okay, real quick. Top five, like over here, we'll just do top top three, like most like assholeish fan bases in the NFL. You, you can think of like top three, just quick. Eagles, Cowboys, Jets. Okay. Ruthless. I should have said like I'm not when I say asshole, I mean so like I'll go I'll go Eagles hundred percent. Eagles number one. Raiders. And I'm I'm gonna go like for like the ruthlessness of them, but they're also like kind of cool at the same time. But like the ruthlessness of Saints fans. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Saints fans are just insane. Like it, it's it, it doesn't seem like they they would be, but Jesus. And and just real quick before we make this next prediction and close out the show, if Detroit wins a Super Bowl, you will I'll get on the show and do this naked. <laughs> if Detroit wins the Super Bowl, I will do it naked, even though it'll get us probably fucking kicked off the internet. But I, I, I don't, I, I don't fuck it. If, the, if the Detroit wins the Super Bowl, I'll, eat, I'll do like one of those fucking hot chip challenges or whatever on the show. And then okay. I'll do it at the beginning of the show. And then have to do the show. Have with to it. do the whole show. Yes. Okay. So, but if they do, you will see the smoke from the fires down in Mississippi. Oh, 100%. Michigan will party for like they three got, months straight. They just got Detroit all nice and fixed up again, and it's going to fucking go right back to fucking shit. Right. Oh, I hundred percent the Lions ever want to see that city will fucking burn. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. But all right, last one: Bengals Chiefs. Uh, Bengals just announced two of their offensive linemen are now out for the game, so Joe Burrow is going to get hit more than what he already does, probably. Yeah. Um, most playoffs, he's been sacked the most by any quarterback than any quarterback ever has in the playoffs. Um, I I think that is a big factor in the game. I originally was going to go with the Bengals just because they kind of they've been rolling this season, also kind of like the Niners have. Um, but again, Mahomes, there's no nothing on Mahomes after last week's injury. Which shout out to Chad Henney in a 98 yard touchdown drive. Yes, um, sir. I'm going to go with the Chiefs because I think I mean from what I've seen, Mahomes is walking just fine during a after an interview looks, looks um, fairly normal might not have the same speed he did or cut like, right but uh i, I think the i think difference the chiefs, between playing in the game and out warming up and running drills you know yeah I, I think the chiefs win it though um probably in a close one just like how last year's game between them were to go to the super bowl like a three three point touchdown lead maybe overtime so kelsey's out out with a back injury and until that happened, I was going to ride with them, but I'm going with uh, the Bengals. Um, and I, 
No. Hang on. Hang on. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Hang yeah, on. I just swore I read that earlier today. So, and I, I didn't see the part about the O-line for the Bengals, but their O-line's garbage anyways. So I, yeah. I don't think it can get a whole lot worse. And I, I can't make up my mind if I like Joe Burrow or not. I'm, I'm leaning towards no. I hate but, everything about Joe Burrow. And I, Aaron, I have never had this argument with Aaron because Aaron and me will not give me close to the fucking same fucking page. Joe Burrow is. Right. Well, Aaron's got to wipe his chin off every time he thinks about fucking Joe Burrow. It's, it's, yeah, it's, we know. There is a borderline creepy, the, the obsession he has with him. But. Hey, so Kelsey, sorry, Kelsey's 50-50 um, okay. questionable for the game. And he said they said he's a full participant in practice. He's fucking playing. Well, he'll, yeah, he'll give he'll give it a go if nothing else. But, you know, the, the back's a funny thing, man. If, you know, yeah. if tight, he could get out there and run run a couple series and it tightens up and, and you're done. But um, Joe Burrow just to me has has that has that it factor in it and i i don't think that you can count them out like you said I, I lean more more towards the way you feel about them but there's something about him to me that's that's fascinating too so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the bengals for that and just so we're not uh chalk on both both games yeah. sort of thing I do want to go back real quick about our picks from two weeks ago in the divisional or in the wild card round. I went 4-0 and that week, or I went undefeated that week on picks. I'm kind of pissed off that I had nothing to prove it other than the video. I didn't write any of that shit down because after my season in fucking college football picks, that would have been nice to brag about a little bit. I but. threw that week for you. I went 3-1. Oh, and one. Shut up. Right. No, you That's didn't. okay. Um, but... But yeah, but all right, guys. Uh, another good episode for you guys. Another long episode. Um, so, forget- so, just to clarify, right before we sign off, right when the Lions win the Super Bowl, you're gonna eat a hot chip naked and do the podcast. Uh, I don't know about the whole naked part anymore. Just no, you said probably. that. I, I mean, I would, but you'd still see just I just like me not having a shirt on right now. Oh no, but, we're gonna do it standing up. Yeah, that definitely get us kicked off the internet. <laughs> um but uh but yeah sure i mean i'll do the hot chip 100 percent um they uh but they ain't making no i almost did it for the playoffs next year but that um i don't know the nfc the nfc north's gonna be pretty shitty next year so well hey let, let's do that let's do that if they make it you eat one and if they don't i eat one all right i'll do it if 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 not, not just making the playoffs, they have to win their division and make the playoffs. I'm not fucking doing it for a wild card spot. If they win the NFC North and make the playoffs, which obviously they would if they win the North. Yeah. And if they I'll don't do make the playoffs, I'll eat one by any standard. Well, no, just do it. Just do it they, like they me. They can get in on the wild card. If they're in a wild card, I'm not eating a chip, just so we're clear. If they get on a wild card, you aren't eating a chip. Got it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, let me go over the contest again, guys. That way everyone's clear. I kind of was out of my head there when I originally read it earlier. Uh, we're going to be giving away the 2022 Big Ten Championship shirt um, on next week's show to qualify for for the chance to win. You must like, follow our page. Um, 
whether it's Facebook, Twitter, whatever platform, obviously that's for the follow like thing. Um, as well as like and share today's episode of Tall and Taller with all your friends and family on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Well, we don't have an Instagram, but go ahead and share it on there too. Snapchat, wherever y'all can share it too, share it. Like, I mean, obviously we'll get notification. We'll draw the winner on next Saturday's episode. We'll go ahead and throw everything into a hat. Everyone's names after I go through and figure it out uh, Saturday morning. Um, we'll draw the winner and then whoever wins, we'll get with you and uh, get your information get it sent out to you. But uh you got anything to say on that? Nope. Go blue. Hell. Have a great weekend, y'all. And go blue. And uh, enjoy the weekend.